Welcome to You Should Watch This Documentary, a podcast about documentaries you should watch, obviously, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown, Jess McDonald, and Mon Rock. Yeah! Welcome! We did it! Hello! Hello! That's the title of the episode! (laughs) Welcome to You Should Watch This Documentary! Today, we will be discussing Welcome to Leith. Jumping right into it. That was Mon Rock. (laughs) And this is Jess. And I'm Adam Todd Brown. (laughs) Awkward silence. I love it. That's how we start all of these podcasts. And then I edit that silence out, so it just seems like I'm addressing something that's not even there. An awkward half second of silence. (laughs) It's the way to go. It is. We are, we're discussing uh, the documentary Welcome to Leith today. I know we said at one point that we were going to talk about Welcome to Leith and the Journey documentary, Don't Stop Believing, but we all watched the Journey documentary and uh, we're going to nix that episode. It's nothing really to talk about. Nope, not just, a lot going on yeah, there. Just a bunch of... That would be a 10 minute episode where we go, <laughs> isn't it cool that he got that job yeah. off YouTube? <laughs> All right. The end. The end. Well, see, look, we just covered it. Yeah. We already covered it. <laughs> we basically did. So now we're talking about Welcome to Leith. And I don't know. We'll figure out by the end of this what we're going to talk about next. No, we won't. <laughs> we never do. No. We, if we do, we lie. We just make it up. Let's talk about Leith. Leith, North Dakota, population... 24. Is it 20? It's 34 now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, it was 24 at the time of the documentary. Yeah, they had a big influx of residents after this documentary, I guess. Apparently. Which seems weird. Leith is uh, obviously a very small town in North Dakota. I lived in South Dakota for 10 years. No way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm familiar with this area. I've been to North Dakota a bunch of times. Where in South Dakota? Uh, Sioux Falls. So me- oh, metropolitan okay. South okay. Dakota. All right. All right. Thank you very much. I was in the enlightened part I of see. South Dakota. The part that voted down the abortion ban Population? in 2006. In Sioux Falls, it's just over 100,000. Okay. Bustling. Yeah, you're all fine. Right. That's, all right. that's good. Bustling metropolis of Sioux Falls. So greater than 34 is what you're saying. A, a few more than 34. All right. uh, yeah, population of Lee, 34. And this documentary, the, the short version of it, is about a white supremacist who moves to Leith and decides, hey, this town's small enough that I can take the whole thing over. And he starts trying to do that. And chaos ensues. What did everyone think of this guy's plan? Well, I uh, thought it was kind of smart. It made sense. Yeah, he needed to find a town small enough where if he got his followers to come through, he could end up having the majority and controlling the town. So, yeah, it's a pretty good plan. Yeah, it wasn't the worst plan. And it wasn't the worst area to to do the plan because I would have thought more people would have supported out of the 34 or 24 people there. Like, I really thought they would have been down for it. That's that was interesting to me because I've like like I said I've lived in that area before and I say it all the time aside from upstate New York South Dakota's the most racist place I've ever been or lived. So I was surprised that there wasn't at least a handful of people who were like, eh, all right, that's fine. Well, I think we just like to assume that everyone in the red states is racist. <laughs> yeah. 
So it was shocking when they were, you know, and everyone in that town was white also, except for that one black the one guy. guy. One guy. The one guy. Bobby Harper. <laughs> the one black guy who met his wife in Nebraska and then moved yeah. to Leith, North Dakota, which... I don't know, dude. And he said he was he was planning on staying there, even if it became a white supremacist town. Yeah, because that was his, he was yeah. like, this, like, is, this my is my home, my home, and I have the right to be here. I was like, uh, all right, good luck with that. <laughs> but also, Bobby, your home sucks. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like this, there's so many other shithole towns yeah. in North Dakota where you can go be hated quietly. Take this as an opportunity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and that was a. I think it was more. Because I guarantee you there are some racists in that town, but I think their problem was more the way this guy went about it and just showed up like, it's my fucking town now. I feel like anyone would be like, no matter what he was pushing, they were going to be like, no, fuck you. We don't like this. Because it does, it's going to bring a bad, it's a bad look. Right. If your town is known as the white supremacist town. Right. Like, I assume there are some people there who just wanted to be quietly racist like they have been their entire life. Yeah. And not be so public and open about it. Tend to their horses and their cattle yeah. and all that. And, and then they talk. all have the one yeah. black friend built in so yeah. they can sort of feel okay about but it. But it really didn't seem like those guys were racist. No, it didn't. No. They, not they, anyone that was in the documentary that was living in the town. There's, a, there's only one guy who I thought was probably kind of racist, and that's the guy near the end, uh, Craig Cobb, who is the white supremacist, sells his house to a guy. Remember the oh, guy yeah, who's yeah, 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 yeah. working guy, on yeah. a car from inside the engine? Yeah. And he's like, people can believe whatever they want to believe. I just wanted to buy his house. It's like, yeah. all right, yeah. motherfucker. It's probably a Nazi shrine in that yeah, house Yeah, but now. he wasn't a resident of that town. He was working in another town and just happened to buy Cobb's property. Yeah, yeah. So, so there was that guy. But, so yeah, it, it starts, the documentary basically starts with this Craig Cobb guy coming to town because what else is I mean they give us a little history of Leith but who fucking cares it's a town in North Dakota with 30 odd people so no one gives a shit about that and then Craig Cobb comes to town and uh, people don't people don't like it one bit and that's understandable the first person we meet is Ryan Shock. I believe he's the first person they introduce after Craig Cobb Craig Cobb is the white supremacist who looks uh looks like the textbook definition of a white supremacist. Yeah. He's got the crazy beard. Looks like he's probably married a 14-year-old or two in his day. He's got all all the all the characteristics. He was not married, right? No. no. He was not. Mm. Shockingly enough. The, that was Craig Cobb you're asking about, right? Yeah. Because he tried to get a wife. I, I read his Wikipedia page, and he tried to basically like procure a wife and just like get one, and he just never found her or whatever. Not even, not even in the community. No, not even in the community. You'd think such You'd a... you think one of his followers as the most famous racist I of loved all time self-proclaimed. Oh, my God. I love when he <laughs> said... He was like, I'm the most famous <laughs> racist in the world. Like, one, no, you're not. But also, and? I think that would be Hitler. Yeah, yeah. There it is. I feel like, I feel like, or Trump, if we're talking current racist. True, sure. He's, he's up there, too. So, yeah, Craig Cobb comes to town. Ryan Schock is the mayor. And we hear Ryan Schock's story of how he became mayor. And he's just like, look, someone died. And uh, it just kind of landed on me. So, 
now I'm the mayor of this shithole, and I got this fucking white supremacist coming to town. I felt bad for him. Yeah. Because being the mayor of a town of 34 should be such a cakewalk. It all, but it did give them all something to be excited about. I mean, that in that sleepy town, you know, they all it got did get them to going. Rally, that yeah. one guy was like, "I haven't had a fire in my belly in thirty years." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was true. Everyone was riled up. Something to live for. They should make it an annual thing where just some group every year (laughs) comes to Leith and tries to take over and they have to fight them off somehow. Like a fucking escape room in reverse. That's what Leith should do going forward. Uh, We also meet Heather and Lee Cook, the neighbors. These two, uh, Lee Cook is, is the one who I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Lee Cook probably wasn't totally opposed to what those the, the the white supremacists were saying it was just more they're across the street from me and fuck this i don't like this he was opposed you think so at least by the end he was super opposed it yeah. seemed like maybe not like first second but like i feel like he was the one that was shuttling his family out right yeah that would yeah. allow his family to even live in the house right. while Cobb was around and buying guns yeah. it's just something about the way that dude talked like, he just had a weird drawl that I couldn't place. Oh, he sounded like someone from King of the Hill. Yeah. Yeah, like, he, re- he really, really sounded like someone from King of the nah, Hill. Nah, he was a sweet guy. But he was from Washington. I know. <laughs> I didn't get it. And he had this, like, he would drag out words when he would say them. It's like, you're infuriating to listen to, but your heart's in the right place. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also his daughter got murdered at the age of 17. So. And yeah. Why? Yeah, they don't ever... They didn't address that specifically. Yeah, Yeah, because they made it seem like it was some kind of hate crime. I I don't know. It was just kind of ambiguous. Yeah. What was the deal with that? I I wasn't... I should have looked that up. I did mean to. I I, I wanted to know why. Yeah, he just kind of uses that as, well, that's why I'm not going to let this happen. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, Did white supremacists like a... murder your white daughter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> that's weird. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she was dating outside her race. Mm. Oh, come on. I like when Craig Cobb showed up and was like, Did you kill your daughter? That, that was, was pretty <sighs> fucked up. That was quite the provocation. Yeah. And what if he was, what if, what if Lee Cook was just like, I did, and you're next? Damn, that would have been a, the best twist. The best twist ever. <laughs> it's in some regards <laughs> the best. Not would for have, the daughter, but would have been a shocking twist. Yeah. That's for sure. Anyway, he was a good guy, I think. Yeah, I mean, he definitely leads the opposition against uh Craig Cobb because he's right across the street. And you hear him when Craig Cobb first shows up, you hear someone yelling, We're gonna be watching you twenty four hours a day. And he fucking meant it. Yep. Like he set up a camera outside his house that pointed at Craig Cobb's house. <laughs> and I feel like this is one of those things where like it's like a debate now where people are like, oh, you gotta let you gotta let hear him out, let the Nazis talk. And it's like, mm, no, we don't have to. No, shut it down. You know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, it was his right to be there. He had the right to be there. But he didn't have the right to harass people. Right. But right. was he being provoked? I I don't th- like it's hard for me to sympathize in that situation because it's exactly the kind of provocation that 
these motherfuckers pull on other people all the time. Like, Craig Cobb posted all of these people's home addresses, which it's like, they live across the street from you. You didn't need to do that. Right. right. You could have just posted your address and been like, they're over there. Right, right. So that was an unnecessary step. He posted the daughter's information online. So it's not like Craig Cobb was just showing up like, hey, I just want to be a quiet Nazi. Live my quiet Nazi and, life uh, in Leith, North Dakota. His accomplice or whoever his partner was in the town. What was that guy? Kynan Dutton was saying that uh, you know we ha- Hispanics have their group, black people have the NAACP. It's like yeah, but their message isn't hate, right? Yeah, the NAACP doesn't go hey, let's kill all white people, right? All. Exactly. Yeah, he also listed uh, the Jewish Defense League right. when he was listing those off. And it's like, mm, have you looked into the Jewish Defense League? They are on the same list as you, pal. <laughs> they are not, not the good guys. That is a borderline terrorist group. But sure, they, they do work on behalf of Jews, so I suppose you're right. White people should have their own hate group also. And they do. That's not the problem. Like, it exists. Right. But, like, I feel like to some extent Nazis should be lucky we let them talk as much as we do in this country. Because there are places where you can't even display a fucking swastika. Like Germany, Yeah, Germany example. shut that shit down. Yeah, that, that shit is illegal there. And that's because we know how it fucking ends. It ends with genocide. Right. <laughs> right. So oh God. you don't have to fucking hear them out and see where the talk is going this time. Right. They make it, they make it really clear. Right. Every time they speak. So, yeah, he was probably being provoked a little bit, but he was also walking around carrying loaded guns, which, I mean, I, it's, I guess that's legal. It is legal. Yeah. Remember, the cops pulled him over and uh, asked him if the guns were loaded, and he said, yeah, and he was allowed to just go. Yeah, at first he didn't want to say if they were loaded. Yeah, and they were like, he didn't know. He's like, is this legal? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, it's legal. <laughs> Get go out ahead. <laughs> You crazy cat. <laughs> yeah, so that's the the main, like the first 30 minutes or so of the documentary is just the, the back and forth between the town and Craig Cobb. And then they, they come to a decision. Because th- this is where I feel like Craig Cobb's plan fell apart. They, they point out that none of his properties have running water. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just pass a resolution that says you have to have running water on your property. Which, a way to disenfranchise the poor people, Leith. But also, I feel like money was the problem here. If he had money to pull this plan off, it would have worked. Right. right. Because he could have just said, all right, I'll put plumbing on the property. Right. right. Yeah, well, I mean, this is America. We all know that you can do anything with money. Right. And I think he just didn't have... That's why this plan had to happen in Leith. Because right. it was so cheap right. to to live there but also how bad is this guy's fundraising that he couldn't get a little money together to put some plumbing on one of those properties right you're not the most famous racist if you can't get that money together yeah it's 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 the the age of crowdfunding how many people did he have willing to follow him to leave there were only a few at first which i i would have been all for it if i was a racist (laughs) if i had heard that that plan i'd have been like yes let's go do that but also 
I feel like even a racist is like, mm, I'm not living in Leith, North Dakota. Yeah, pal. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pick somewhere sunny and I'll meet yeah. you there. You put I'm up not a, that passionate about the Put cause. up a Starbucks and a, a, a Starbucks. Because I was going to say Starbucks and a red box. And then I got fucking confused and just slammed them all together. Put up a Starbucks. Dispenses coffee and DVDs. So, so yeah, that, that's the plan they come up with, basically, is, well, we'll just say you have to have water. And they pass this resolution in the middle of the night, like any good government does, uh, while Craig Cobb's out of town. And that's kind of it for him in Leith, to an extent, because that, like he can't really stay after that. But he does have the one property left, because they burn one of them down. They burn several of them down. They kept showing uh, all of this... Uh arson footage <laughs> throughout the documentary. Yeah. It's like they're just burning down everything this guy's done. Like is arson okay if the mayor is yeah. the one doing it? Yeah. Is that how that yeah. works? It's like that scene in 8 Mile when they find the crack house and burn it down <laughs> and then they're just hanging out partying. I'm like, are the police really not coming to check this <laughs> yeah. out? You are too comfortable with what's going on right now. It's still a crime. Yeah, so they, they burn everything down. So he he's down to one house, basically that he starts patrolling with guns. And there's a really unfortunate scene where I don't remember Kynan Dutton's girlfriend's name or wife's name, but she's filming him and she says, this is Mr. Cobb and my lover. And yes, they're carrying. It's like, did you have to call him your lover? No. Because that weird. No one ever out. needs to say the word lover. Like that's ever. not a thing. No. Unless you're singing Spice Girls, it doesn't have to happen. Yeah. That that is you're right. That is song shit only. Yep. You never say my lover in any other. She was just trying to hair toss. <laughs> my handsome lover. Yeah. And that guy looked like a fucking mouse. <laughs> that guy was he he. I'd probably be a Nazi if I was that guy too, because he's he didn't short have anything else options. going. Yeah, nothing else yeah. going on for him except for staying in the military. Like yeah. that was his only other option. Yeah. He was born into a prison of looking like a Nazi. <laughs> And then there was that one guy who was a veteran who was clearly insane. Which, Wasn't that the same guy? Was it? Wasn't Kynan the veteran? Yeah, Kynan was the... Oh, okay. I didn't watch the documentary. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Kynan was the... He was the young one who was also in the military. Okay. Who He's the really the only person who comes out to actually live with Craig Cobb. Yeah, is that Kynan and his wife? And they was were like, he what, this two guy kids? that was having that meltdown in the courtroom? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's all the same guy. Oh, like he just changes guy. decibels, and that's it. He's. I can't tell white people apart. I'm racist. Mm, yeah. There were a lot of them in this documentary, and they did all kind of have the same thing going on. Yeah, yeah. It it was like watching a a sequel to Fargo. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Is what or an episode of the Fargo TV show. Yep. It was all very white. You got the one black dude there who, if you were watching the TV show, you'd be like, there wouldn't be a black dude living there. That's yeah. not going to Well, every happen. time they showed him, I knew that that was the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> he did stand out. He cast the deciding vote when they uh, passed the water resolution. <laughs> yeah. They let him do it. I like that. Uh but yeah, the, the water thing, that kind of is what, uh, well, not the water thing. When they're, they're doing the patrol, they end up arresting Craig Cobb, which I thought was weird to begin with. Me too. Because they don't, they, 
they kind of gloss over why he gets arrested. Yeah, and it's based just, on what grounds. Yeah, I didn't understand why. And it was just the kind of the him walking back and forth and patrolling. And this one journalist says, oh, well, I felt intimidated and threatened. So they charged this guy with terrorizing, which that sounds like a misdemeanor yeah, to me. Yeah. But they go forward with it. I mean, they, anyone can say they feel threatened by anything. But... You can't just arrest someone for that unless they're actively doing something. Right. And and so that 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 sets up kind of the the second half of the movie is after he gets arrested uh we start seeing his trial and his fucking transformation. He shaves his beard and all of a sudden looks like the dad from Alf. Yeah. It's like I liked you better with the beard. You stood out more. Well, and the weird hair. He had that weird, like almost like Mozart hair yeah. going on. And then he walks into that jailhouse interview and he looks like a professor. Yep. And he seems way more normal that way. Until he starts talking, obviously. Then it's well, yeah. back to the crazy shit. But i appreciate that he looks as crazy as he does in real life. <laughs> like you want people like that to stick out a little bit. Right. You don't want him to blend in. I mean, everyone was nervous when he moved in to the neighborhood solely based on his appearance and demeanor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you like, that's what you want. Except the one woman who was like, oh, you know, my mom's single. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did think for a second and now I'm ashamed to admit that. Yeah. You didn't have to admit it either. Yeah. Right. She you freely could have just stuffed that, that in your pocket forever. He could have had a wife, though. He could have had a wife. Mm hmm. And who knows? Maybe mom was a huge racist. She might have gone for it. Yep. Maybe that was all he needed was a woman to help him see this plan through. So he gets he gets arrested. Uh, like we said, he ends up selling the house to the creepiest mechanic in all of North Dakota. That guy looks like he will kill you regardless of race. And Creed. that guy said, well, I'm just going to add this to things that I collect in Leith. I have no plans of doing anything with it. It's like, sure you don't. Just going to hide some bodies in those buildings. Keep the mice out. Keep the mice out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, why do you want buildings in Leith? I don't like it. Maybe we can buy those from him. I'm telling you, we need to go take over Leith. I'm not living in Leith. But I'll, I'll take it over, but I don't want to live there after the job is done. Well, we we would just helicopter in and out. Okay, cool. Yeah, in. Yeah, we'd have we'd build an airport, elite, an airport in Leeds, obviously. Not, I always I'm wanted to start a cult. In. So, what if I put a Starbucks up? Mm, I don't. Care Big for red Star- Starbucks. I don't sell DVD for movies. Starbucks. It would have to be independent, organic coffee. Thanks. Uh, America runs on Dunkin', so. No. <laughs> What? No. Shut up. You're from the East Coast. <laughs> I know. That's why I can say How no. How dare you? Wow. It's wow. sugar water. This is the white supremacist moving in to take over the town of this podcast. <laughs> I would need What's a Whole Foods. Right now. Get me a Whole Come Foods on. and I'm in. That's the whitest thing anyone on this podcast has ever said. What about just a food co-op? <laughs> mm, yeah. I'm not gonna. <sighs> okay. Isn't that the thing? I need $9 blueberries. (laughs) You can probably find them in Leith. So, yeah, they. one of my favorite scenes in this... I'm really glad we didn't do the Journey documentary because this one isn't even going to be more than 30 minutes or so. (laughs) That Journey one would have been like four minutes. Horrible. Uh, One of my favorite scenes... Does everyone remember the scene where uh, Kynan Dutton and the wife 
are at home with their kid mm-hmm. and they ask him what he learned in school today. Oh God, no, no, no. I don't like and, the scene. Oh my God. I don't like the scene. No, it no, is don't do it. The most oh my God. tense oh my scene God. because the kid of all the things no. says we learned words starting with the letter N. And then they said, what... So what starts with the letter N? I was like, don't say it. Don't say it. And don't say it. He says some Nickel. word. Well, he says some word first, and it's fine. Yeah. And then they go, what else? And he goes, Nickel. <gasps> and I was like, what if he just shouted out the N word right after <laughs> oh <my God>. that? <laughs> I was sure. Oh well, they did have oh a cut scene. God. He really might have. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like the parents were kind of on edge too. Like, pl- come on, yes, but no. also don't do this right now. <laughs> Didn't he say uh, Nazi or some other? Uh, he said uh, nine. Nine. Yeah, okay, he said like, nine. I was like, I knew there was some kind of German. I was like, is that there. the number? Or are you nine. saying no in German? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I assumed he was saying no in German. I didn't even <laughs> think it was the number nine at all. Nine. Nine. That's what I. <laughs> I swear to God, did not even cross my mind that it could have been the number nine. I had the subtitles on, so I cheated. Oh, man. Yeah, that 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 scene was so great. It's just, uh, it's like waiting to see a fucking car wreck, and then they just swerve at the last second, and you're like, oh, still kind of wanted to see that wreck. Oh, man. And that, that's when the, the white nationalist is doing a bunch of bacon, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he just wants to... Wants his to cake looked all right. Yeah, his cake looked all right. He's like, yep, we white supremacists are just regular people baking regular cakes. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Whipped up a little cream cheese frosting to put on yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I would try that white supremacist cake. And then they showed his recipes. Yeah, he wants to open yeah. a restaurant. Yeah. He's hoping all this bad press will help him open yeah. a functioning restaurant. So good for that. Yeah. Good for if that. If there's anything that keeps a restaurant open these days, it's siding with white nationalists. <laughs> Wait, they said that only five, less than five, something about 5% of children in, in the United States are white or something like that. Oh, what, what was that weird the, statistic? Yeah, he said uh, he heard that this was that uh, I keep having to look at this guy's fucking name, Kynan Dutton. He said that he heard a couple years ago that uh, white children under the age of five are now a minority in this country. And he was like, that concerns me. Like, why? Why don't these guys just move to Finland or Sweden? Uh, yeah. Right. They right. want to live in an all-white society. Right. You'd be, they'd be set there. Yeah. Also, then have more kids. You have one now. Just keep having more. Help your cause. You'll be fine. Yeah. Help, have more kids. Live off the system. You fucking drain on society. They need to take a. They need to take a note from the Hasidic uh, Jewish yeah. community. <laughs> I oh, think that's gotta, what they were trying to do, yeah. kind of. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, we got to get loser on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah he said he wants to do it because we sh- called him cool. <laughs> he really should, though. He should come visit. He's in L.A. We'll yeah, get, we'll get loser on here. I love that name so much. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, that that was a scene. That that's the that's the comic relief in Welcome to Leith is that scene with words that start with N. Ooh. It's so great. But also there's the DNA test. Yep. Where Craig Cobb agrees to go on That was bullshit. Some British talk show? What was it? I mean she didn't have an accent. She, no, what was her, it wasn't a British talk show. What was no, her she name? Had an accent. Um 
I have her name. I don't know where it is. She one hundred percent had an accent. What are you What are you two talking about? Uh, the Trisha Goddard show is the show that they were on, but I don't know it, where where that is from. Now I am. There it is. British TV personality. Mm. Oh, okay. Check that shit out. Okay. Yeah, she's like, uh, I don't know. That op that 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 logo screams Oprah, but the show seemed a lot more Jerry Springer like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Maury Povich. Cause, I mean, doing DNA tests, that's Maury Povich shit right yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. You said that part was bullshit. Why do you think that? Because he's not 14% black. How do you know? He's just not. He's, just, he is. He's not. I mean, the DNA test said that he is, but then he supposedly took a second DNA test that said he was only, he was all European and then like 3% some shit. I can't remember what the other thing is that, that he came up with. I don't buy it. You're on his side? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a weird way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> so if we've learned anything, it's that Monrock agrees with Craig Cobb. And I think that's it. But that part made me really nervous. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. When they're when they're saying the whole thing and he's sitting there in that room, I just thought it was gonna be the thing that broke him and he just starts killing people on the air right there. Like that's that's where my brain went. But I'm just like I'm the type who never likes to see a person embarrassed. Yeah. Like that's always really uncomfortable for me. So even then I was like, All right, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Well he shouldn't have signed up for it. Yeah, he shouldn't have signed up for it. And you said the 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 one black guy was on it too with his wife. They um, yeah, they don't mention that in the documentary. Yeah, they didn't at mention all. it in the documentary, which is so stupid. But I guess that they had the other two on and interviewed interviewed them. And the guy was just like, "He's making our lives miserable. He's manipulative. He's changing our town around. I really he makes me uncomfortable. And like my wife and I just are unhappy where we're living now. And they didn't bother putting that in the documentary, which I thought it was pretty important. Yeah, That's this would have been my question. Were you happy living there before? Because, again, Leaf, North Dakota, sir. Hey, man, some people are rural folks. Imagine being the woman who owns the one, not just the one bar in town, the one thing in yeah, town. The one business. There was There's only one business. no other business. Yeah. And, of course, it's a bar. It damn well better be a bar. Can you imagine living in Leaf without a bar? Oh. No, no. No, it, it wouldn't happen. You'd have to drive eight miles over to get hammered, and then drive back, and hopefully crash on the way back. Like that's, yeah. that's pretty, I think drunk driving is pretty safe in Leith. <laughs> the one DUI I've ever gotten in my life was in this shitty small rural Wisconsin. What do you mean town. the one DUI I've ever gotten in my life? <laughs> like, like everybody's got like eight DUIs. I know. I, You've got a DUI. <laughs> I did in rural Wisconsin. <laughs> At 2.30 in the morning, like I was going to hit people. <laughs> like, just let me drive. And it was just because I forgot to turn my lights on. I wasn't even that drunk. <sighs> Fucking Leith. They're Nazis. Fucking Leith. Nazis. So, yeah. Craig, uh, he shaves his beard. He sells the house to what's probably another budding white supremacist who likes to work on trucks. And then he puts all of trucks. his uh, white supremacist books and kits and tools in that uh, that trash bag. I thought he was going to throw them out yeah. at the end. Yeah. Or burn them. That's what it seemed like he was doing. But he was just packing up he and getting on a bus yeah. <laughs> with all his Nazi regalia. In a trash bag. In a, in a garbage bag. So, yeah, I feel like Craig just didn't have the money to fucking carry this plan out. Yeah. That's that's all there really was to it. And maybe he thought other Nazis were going to rally around with more money. 
but it seems like Nazis don't spend money. It kind of okay. seems like they're poor. Yeah. 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 Like Richard Spencer has, there's a site called Hatreon, which is like a Patreon for people who've been kicked off Patreon for being uh, hateful, racist pieces of shit. And he gets like 600 bucks a month. If I was, if I did a heel turn and went racist, I'd be fucking huge. <laughs> I would be destroying Richard Spencer right now. <laughs> and that makes me feel good. <coughs> Not the... <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Way to break the tension. I was going down a dark road there, imagining all the power I'd wield if I just went racist. You would be huge. You would be huge. Yeah. It would be, it's a career turn I choose not to take. Good. Thank you. Good. Uh, I do have some, uh, some morals. No, I don't. I'm joking. So the unpopular opinion <laughs> network. We are racist. That is the unpopular opinion. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's welcome to Leith. What did everyone think of the document? I thought it was really good. I thought it was very entertaining. There's not much follow up to it because well, oh, we left out the plea deal. He ends up that that arrest was it turns out it was kind of a bogus arrest. Yeah. Yeah. Because the prosecutor at one point is talking to the journalist who was one of the two people that basically filed this complaint that led to the arrest and the prosecutor was like were you scared? And this journalist like a fucking idiot gives the old classic journalism answer and was like, oh, no, you're never scared. You just go in and take the picture and hope for the best. And he was like, well, then, dude, you can't say you were terrorized. Yeah. And he goes, well, I'll testify differently. Nope, nope, no, 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 no. The the They have to throw the case out at then, that point. Then he said he never said that. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, you fucking said it and you know it. And so, yeah, they, that really angers the town because Craig Cobb gets this plea deal where he doesn't serve much time at all. And then while he's in jail, somehow gets out. And as a final thumbs up from from the world, the judge who lets him out of jail is named Judge Reich. Yep. Aww. See, I made the joke and then he made the joke on the documentary and I was like, ah, oh, I don't yeah. feel good about any of that now. Yeah. Judge Reich lets Craig Cobb out. And that's kind of where it ends. The uh, There's three white supremacists who still own one of the homes that Craig Cobb deeded to them. Should we do a follow up? Where are they now? <laughs> I tried. There's there's really nothing's happened. Like those other three were just like, mm, we're not going to go fucking live in Leith. Right. Place is so gross. where's Cobb living now? I don't know. He was trying to move, I think, to Minnesota to take care of his mom, but he would have to move his uh, probation. Um, and then he, there's a whole giant Wikipedia about him. There actually is fo there's follow up on Wikipedia, but I couldn't find it anywhere else. He's uh. not. Um, he's not allowed to carry arms for the rest of his life. Right. And but I think he's still in North Dakota, and I think he did kind of try to do the same thing a second time, and it also didn't work out. He's got he's got to get more money behind it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I feel like if he, he just had a good crowdfunding manager behind him, he could get this done. Right. So yeah, like this he guy said knows. he spent he spends eighteen hours a day on the internet. What the hell is he doing? Yeah, then what are you doing if you're not finding a way yeah. to make money off of it? And there's no way he spends eighteen hours a day on the fucking internet. No, unless there's like child porn involved, which probably. But other than that, I'm not buying it. All right, 
he, he seems like the type. If they raid that computer, I feel like they're going to find something unfortunate. Well, they should get him for that. Yeah. You think? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, terror, the terrorizing charge is going to stick eventually. You'll see. So, yeah, that's, that's Welcome to Leith. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very relevant to, to what's happening in the world today, even though it came out in 2015. Yeah. And I think the events depicted in it, came, it happened in 2013, yeah. 2014. Something along those lines. But, uh, I mean, there's groups of these disenfranchised folks all over the place. Yeah. You know, doing this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. These ones just got a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, theirs was the most ambitious. Yeah. But my question also is like, okay, you take over the town and now you run the government of that town, but then what? Like, you're still Leith, North Dakota. Right. It's not like you're going to take that to Congress. I mean, maybe they just wanted like a Nazi compound. Like they just wanted their own like white supremacist area. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe they wanted all of Grant County eventually. I mean, they can have it. I've seen Grant County. It's not great. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the other worry about Nazis is they're empire builders. Right. So once they take Leith, they'll move into the next town and the next town. Which I think is what most people town. were worried about. I mean, about. I've been to Fremont, the, uh, where all the Indians are. The Starbucks there only plays Bollywood music. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So maybe it would just be that. Yeah. There would just be a Starbucks where they play, I don't know, what, John Denver? White people music? Skinhead shit? Sweet child of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Guns N' Roses. A lot of that. That's a very white band. All right. So we should wrap this up. What? I don't know what we're going to talk about next. Any suggestions? Has anyone? The Jim Carrey documentary. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Have you seen Mon Rock? Have you seen the Jim Carrey documentary? No, but he has the most phenomenal website you will ever see in your entire life. Really? Yeah. It's insane. What's so weird about it? Check it out. Okay. Now I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, let's do let's do the Great Beyond next. Is that what it's called? I think it's so. It's called Jim and Andy. Yeah. The Great Beyond. Yeah. Something along those lines. It's on Netflix. It's about the uh all the behind the scenes stuff that happened when Jim Carrey was making uh Man on the Moon, which oh my god, he was a monster to people. Really? Yeah, for about 20 years, they wouldn't let the footage be released because they were so concerned about how bad it makes Jim Carrey look. And then this whole documentary, it's just Jim Carrey talking about it and being like, yeah, man, I was just trying to stay in character, you know? And it's it's intense. Wow. So we'll do that one next month. All right. Yeah. Or next, we- next two weeks. Next week. Two weeks from now. We'll just have to reconvene. Because we were going to do two today, but fuck that Journey documentary. Oh, Don't man. anybody go watch it. And it's not even streaming anymore. You'd have to rent it. Yeah, it's not, no. <sighs> but congrats on the job. Yeah, Arnell it's nice. Pineda. Be happy for him. That's... He didn't really seem, I will say this, he didn't really seem like he was having a good time. No. Kind of yeah. seemed like he wanted to be chilling doing his small boutique shows in the Philippines. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which I didn't understand. But Well, it's stressful, man, to just be on tour every day, forever. And I guess he didn't really have anybody from like... And he had no, you know... Yeah, he had no friends or family He didn't connect to anyone else in the band. I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Jim Carrey documentary next time. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? 
Mon Rock, what do you got to plug? I hate this question. No, you got so much stuff to plug. No, I don't. Tell people shows. No. Got any shows coming up? Get I don't want to promote anything. You got any? Get any? Get any blog? Any blogs? I want to release. I just. Uh, I I want to release this clip of myself bombing at my last show. <laughs> <laughs> you should. It's so good. I don't think anything is funnier than bombing. I think it's the best. It is fun. It, it is. <laughs> it is so funny. Really entertaining like when to watch. When you really commit to something and you really go for it. Yeah. And just silence. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's pretty great. So you should do that then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so check out Monrock bombing check out on the Facebook. internet. Facebook.com slash Monrock. I will be posting a video of myself bombing uh, <laughs> in San Francisco. <laughs> saying a very conservative thing to a liberal audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That's the best. Uh, what do I, I have shows coming up? January 22nd. I still don't remember where that show is, but I'll tweet about it once I figure it out. <laughs> uh, January 10th, I believe, I'm on Quincy Johnson's show at the Hollywood Hotel. Uh, January 12th, Darkest Hour, Westside Comedy Theater, Santa Monica, 11.30 p.m. Also, when you're listening to this tonight, January 5th, I will be at Westside Comedy Theater also with uh, all the people who just got fired from Cracked doing a comedy show. But it's sold out, so I don't know why I'm even telling you. Come hang out in the alley. <laughs> I love Westside Comedy Theater. Yeah, it's great. I'm there often. Friday nights at 8 p.m. There you go. I'm there often, too. <laughs> so there. Uh, all right. Let's get... Jess, do you have anything to plug? Just follow me on Twitter and stuff. Mick Jess Okay. Sandwich. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's get out of here. Jess, say goodbye. Bye. Mon Rock, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>